Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this week's version of the Hardwood Nation's Flagrant 2 podcast with myself, C.L. Anthony, editor-in-chief of the Hardwood Nation, and Bryce Ward, my Hardwood Nation writer for the Orlando Magic. What's up, Bryce? Not much, man. How you doing? I know it's I'm a actually, early. It's early, and I'm actually <clears throat> shocked that I got through that intro without messing it up, but hey, it's going to be a good day, right? It's the first time for everything. Oh, yeah. Fuck you. All right, so here we go. This week has been crazy. So we had the NBA draft Wednesday night, and then that led right into NBA free agency, kind of the first time that those things have happened in the same week. (laughs) So we have an accelerated schedule um, that we're working with right now. Uh, Just a quick couple of things on the draft. I know you're happy with Cole Anthony going to the Orlando Magic. Um, How do you feel about him? Just go more in depth on it. Without knowing too, too much, because I don't like to follow the college players too much, because it's just, you never really know. Even with some of these top guys, you just don't know. So I like to wait and see. But with us having a younger team, uh, I expect Cole to see his opportunity given to him probably fairly early, especially depending on if we get rid of Fournier at this point. We'll see. Or, you know, we already re-signed Fournier Fournier opted in, um, so the Magic can still trade him, but he opted in to get that final year of his deal. Okay, that was finalized. Okay, so either way, though, he's going to get his chance to show us what he's got, and based on what I've read and a few highlight videos I've seen, um, hopefully he can bring some reliable scoring, you know, some shooting. So with the backcourt of him and Fultz, when they're on the court, should be pretty dynamic and energetic and fun to watch. So I'm interested to see him play with Fultz as well um, to see exactly how their play styles go together. Um, but for where we were at in the draft and <clears throat> based on what was available, I think I think they made a pretty good pick. And I'm excited for a while, or for the first time in a while, to really see if what his scoring, like if he can transition to the NBA and bring that some of that offense that he had in North Carolina like uh, you just don't know if it's going to translate always you know you don't know the guys who are really gonna still pop in the NBA but <clears throat> I like the guy's attitude and his persona so far so let's just see if he can score but um, I, I like the pick so hopefully there's it turns things, into something <clears throat> there's two things I like about the kid um he has the North Carolina lineage, so that's one thing I like about him. But also, he's the son of Greg Anthony, who I grew up watching, um, who was a decent point guard on some championship contender teams a couple of times. So steady point guard, so he can show his kids some things. I always like second-gen players um, because they just have a instinct. They have a knowledge that other kids don't have. They they grew up around this, so... Um, and I'm pretty sure Greg has had in-depth conversations on how to handle certain situations on and off the court with his kid, similar to Dale and Steph Curry. Um, Steph Curry was born to play in the NBA. Cole Anthony might be the same thing. So I- I'm excited. I- I'll be able to check him out a couple of games, see what's going on down there. But he's going to have more time with DJ Augustine moving on from the Orlando Magic. So there's definitely going to be some minutes there for him to have and for him to grow. Um, now, Dwayne Bacon is also signed with the Magic, and he's actually a local product. He's a Lakeland boy, so we'll see what happens there because he's going to eat some of those minutes too 
at the two and three position. But yeah, the Magic made a couple of moves that I that, that I enjoyed, so it's pretty good. One more thing about the draft: I've waited three years for this moment. I know you've you've hated me for three years about this moment. I just want to say congratulations to my little cousin Lamelo Ball for getting drafted by the Charlotte Hornets. How do you think he's going to fit there under Michael Jordan? Great. Um, you're not related, for one, that's my, because that's my little people, cousin. Pe- yeah, but you just say that people will be like, "Is he related?" Yes, yeah. that's my little cousin, for real. No. Okay. So um, I haven't hated that you've you know been interested in where he's going to land for three years. I just like many people were annoyed with the publicity that their father was pu- putting out at first, which now isn't nearly as loud. So. Um, I just want to see how the kid does. Like, you know, talking about Cole Anthony to the Magic, it's, is Ball going to be able to perform in in the pros? You know, is he going to be able to handle everything? And I, I think so. I think his brother showed him, <clears throat> you know, like a path for how to deal with some things. You know, but um, he has a different role and he has a different play style than his brother. And so it's going to be interesting to see I think landing in Charlotte is a great place, especially under NJ. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to see what he can do this year. Yeah, you, you know, we, we all in the family, we all thought that New York would be the place for him to go. Um, unfortunately, New York didn't get a high enough pick because he is box office. And it actually reminds me about the dynamic between <clears throat> Venus and Serena Williams with LaMelo and with Lonzo because – Years ago, Richard Williams was like, hey, Venus, I mean, Venus, Venus was winning Grand Slams at this time. And Richard Williams, their father, was like, hey, y'all haven't seen the little one yet. <laughs> like, she's the better one. And everyone thought he was crazy. LaVar said the same thing. Yeah, Lonzo's good, but Lonzo's the prototype. Wait until you see the little one. Well, now we're going to see him. He's going to be in a small market. He's going to be the guy. And he's underneath the GOAT. I mean, you can't ask for a better situation than that. And even even if his dad, I love my uncle to death, but even if his dad steps out of line, Michael will be there to be like, no, settle down. You know, who who's not going to listen to the GOAT, right? So Michael has that clout to keep LeVar <laughs> under control, even though LeVar has been fine for about a year and a half now. He hasn't been so vocal because he knows he can't mess this one up. Like, LaMelo's going to be the guy. Between uh, his children, LaMelo was always the golden child. Now we're about to see. And he's still growing. He's 6'7". He's still growing. He could finish out at 6'9". So that's going to be Magic Johnson's height. He's not going to pick on the weight, put on the weight that Magic Johnson did. But he's going to be a 6'9", maybe 6'8 point guard. And the only point guards we've ever had that large was Magic Johnson and Penny Hardaway. That's it. So he's he has the potential to be special. He has to fill out, of course. He has to get stronger, and then he has to listen to the direction of the goat. But I think it's a good fit. It's gonna put asses in the seats once this COVID stuff goes away. Um, it's a, it's a great fit for Charlotte. Really great fit. So with that said, we had some free agent movement the last couple of days. A lot of free agent movement. Uh, the biggest one ironically, is still with Charlotte. Um, Gordon Hayward and his $120 million deal for four years, as far as a free agent, was the biggest deal so far. Um, De'Aaron Fox re-signed with Sacramento, so I'm not 
going into that. But the biggest move so far has been Gordon Hayward. Do you think Gordon Hayward is worth $120 million? Maybe. Um, but nobody can know that. So anybody willing to pay that right now, I feel like, is a gamble. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I feel like maybe like a one-year contract with somewhere with like to see what he's got. Maybe he could have even gotten more, uh, you know, after that, you know, depending on how that one right. season looked. I, I was expecting more of um, that type of contract at first to start. But, but, hey, I mean, good for him. Now let's just see if uh, he can deliver on any of that. Let's just see, you know, if he's the same player that he used to be. I mean, physically and, and mentally. We don't know. Um, not saying he isn't, because uh, he came to Boston and he was still – like a number one option, I felt like. So, um, well, we'll see. I, I hope the best for him. I, I hope he delivers on that contract and plays well. Yeah, and for the most part, stays injury free because just the injuries just wrecked him in Boston. But it gave room for the young guys, the young kids up there to shine. And then he was the odd man out. So, I mean, the writing was on the wall with that last year. Um, that's why he was in such a hurry to get away from there. But I, I think at that amount and that commitment of years with his injuries, it was a little too much. I agree with you. It should have been a one-year deal now. Show me what you got. And then next year, we up the deal. Um, but, hey, Charlotte's making a move. They need to put asses in seats, like I mentioned. And also, this is good for LaMelo Ball because the pressure's not on him to do everything. He can kick it out to Gordon and let Gordon create. So you have two playmakers now. You have Ball. You have Gordon. You still have Rozier there who can bring – he can give you shooting, but he can also bring defense. Um, Charlotte is quickly transforming themselves on the go. Now, with that said, there's another team actually in the Western Conference that's kind of transforming themselves on the go. They just picked up Chris Paul via trade. And then yesterday, they just signed Jay Crowder away from the Miami Heat. Um, I love Crowder. I love everything that he brings to the court. And I think he'll be absolutely fantastic for that young Phoenix Suns team, uh, defensively and offensively, because he can make an open shot. How do you think about how, how do you like the moves that Phoenix is making? Because they're being, they're being kind of aggressive now to say, hey, we're trying to move up here. I think once they uh, finalize the Chris Paul thing, I think they realize the potential of this team. So not only, in my eyes, are they expecting playoffs, but I think they're expecting to like posture to have someone who can really help them deep in the playoffs with some of these teams, whether it's um, uh, what uh, Luca or Kawhi. LeBron, you have to have one of these elite uh, defenders like mm-hmm. Crowder, one of these bigger bodies who can at least move. If you're, right. if you're if you're out there, you have to have a guy like that. If you if you're serious about making it deep, I feel like you have to have someone. So I'm already expecting Booker to have like a lights out year, probably his best season to date, and for Chris Paul to bring that consistency that he brought to OKC, I expect them to be a playoff team. So them getting Crowder. To me, it's just them like piling on as much as they can. Let's just let's just see how far we can go this year. Uh, if we don't make the playoffs, 
that's a huge bust. That's a massive bust. But at this point, I feel like with that get, they're not just trying to make the playoffs. They're trying to really compete. Because, yeah, they uh, are. I think they saw what they could do in the bubble this last year because they they feel they have to feel cheated. They probably felt like with the momentum they had, they could have played well in the playoffs. And so I just think they're hungry and they're really posturing to not just make it to the playoffs, but try to make it out of the first round or something. Right, right. I I, I think because they did play well in the bubble and, and kind of the second half of the season last year. Um, I think they believe they can go to the second round. Just all depends on who they get matched up with in the first round because they're going to be a lower seed. So it's going to be a dog fight, but you have to believe in yourself. That's the first step. They have great coaching. They have the star. They have the go-to guy. Now they have the vet that they need, and now they're going to bring a defensive presence in. So they're, they're putting the team together the right way. Um, mm-hmm. Having Chris Paul there is going to take so much pressure off of Devin Booker. It's just going to take – and it's going to take a ball out of his hand, which is a good thing because it's hard to be the point guard and also the leading scorer of the team. So now he's going to play more shooting guard. He's going to be so open because he doesn't have to create as much for himself. Chris Paul will create for him. It's going to be beautiful. <laughs> it's really going to be something else. Um, they should you know, be we, a fun team to watch. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm, I'm going to watch Phoenix a lot if I can stay up that late because, you know, I'm, I'm getting older now. Um, speaking of Crowder leaving the Heat, let's just real quick talk about some of the additions that the Heat made. We re-signed Goran Dragic. Um, and then we also added Avery Bradley and Mo Harkless. I, I was kind of shocked by Bradley. I, I didn't see that one. I didn't see that one coming. Um, Jimmy Butler, man, they say Jimmy Butler made the call and got him there. How do you feel about Avery Bradley leaving the Los Angeles Lakers and coming to the Heat? <clears throat> I like to get for the Heat because, I mean, there's nobody – I mean – there's no team who's trying to make a deep push or win a championship for that matter that that couldn't use him. I mean, a consistent D guy or a defensive guy who can knock down a three, you know, play his role well. And he's not a liability. He's not going to get just pushed over. And that, that can be a huge thing, especially depending on the matchups you have. Now, the Lakers showed they were able to win a championship without him. So I guess for them, that changed their his value to them. And, you know, uh, they clearly had eyes on Schroeder as well, too. Um, but uh, I think it's a, a very good addition for the Heat. Just more consistency, more of um, – I feel like he fits the culture there. And <clears throat> the Mo Harkless acquisition is interesting because since you did lose Crowder – he can fill that void some. He's not as well known of a name, I don't feel like, but he's he he's got a decent size to him, and he he can at least fill the void of Crowder. Um, another three and D guy. I mean, essentially, I don't know what his like three point percentage is now since he he hasn't been with the Magic forever. But I mean, that was always like his persona then, and based on what I've seen since, it's kind of the same thing. Um, he's a utility guy, kind of. But he's got some okay size for his position. I think that um, I think you needed him if since you lost Crowder, you yeah, needed we, something we like him. So the fact that you got him, it seems like a decent replacement for now. 
Yeah, we do need him. We also re-signed Myers Leonard, which was a huge question mark because we didn't know if he was going to come back. He was hurt the second half of the season and the bubble run. He was kind of hurt, so we couldn't utilize him as much. But he was a big part of our success the first part of the season last year. So we'll see. Uh, My feelings are kind of hurt from losing Crowder because I really like Crowder. I did. I really – but – I I I would have been more hurt if we would have lost Dragic because that's the one I was afraid of because yeah. you know yeah. Dallas was courting him very hard and he's such a great guy he, he's gonna be a heat lifer I know it he just showed it to me now he's gonna be a heat lifer so I I really appreciate what he did in the bubble run after being on the bench all year um, so kudos to him and he, I told you he made this joke about Jimmy Butler said. Don't let me come find you and hurt you if you don't resign with the team. <laughs> Didn't he resign for two years? It's a two years, but he, here's what the Heat did: is one in one contract. So they signed everyone one year guaranteed, and then the second year is a team option. So no player is going to be able to opt in the second year, and that way we can keep flexibility for you know who. I'm not going to say his name, but all the ducks are lining up now for us to say, "Come on, come on, Giannis, let's go, let's let's do this." So. That the heat, the heat signings didn't jeopardize what we have uh, going on in the future. And keep in mind, Bam hasn't signed his extension yet, but that's part of the plan too. So, if Bam doesn't sign his extension uh, this year, then you already know what's going to happen. So, because him and Giannis have the same agent, so we got it. We got it under control. Just got to take the steps to get there. Really quick, we'll see. We're, we're, look, we got we got a lot of names to go through, so we got to. Make it quick and then rapid fire through these. Dwight Howard to Philly. How shocked were you? I was hella shocked. I was, I was very surprised. I was, surprised. <laughs> I was hella shocked. Why? Why do you know? But whatever. At this point, he's got a ring. I, I, don't, I wouldn't even care if he retired. Whatever. Have you ever seen a franchise guy fall so quick and so hard? I, he's been bouncing around the league now for years. Yeah, I, I, you, you think he could have maybe create some kind of small foundation and finish there and maybe got right. another ring or two. Right. I, I don't throw. I don't. I, Since I don't he know. left Orlando, like, his career is all over the place, whatever. Right. I'm glad it's... he got a ring, but I, I don't even care anymore. <laughs> all right. So we talked about Phoenix making great moves. We talked about Miami making great moves. There's another team out there that made great moves. Nice young team, the Atlanta Hawks. Um, they acquired – Veteran leadership, Rajon Rondo, which we knew he was leaving the Lakers. You know, I had told you that uh, last time. Rajon Rondo, and then also the big one, Danilo Gallinari to Atlanta. How do you feel about that? Because they're going to be a playoff team <laughs> surrounding with Trey Young. You, you would certainly think so. And for Atlanta to be like, it's weird because they're not like, some people look at teams as kind of like a joke. I don't really see Atlanta that way, but just everything they've Go tried down. hasn't even become close to working like over the years. So they got Trey Young, who by all means, just a baller. You know, um, I'm excited to see what Rondo can bring to the offense, like consistency-wise, and just to see um, if he's able to help get Trey Young open at all and, and just how the dynamic works I guess mainly and having Gallinari there to 
just relieve some of that scoring pressure because he can create. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he can score on his own. We know that if healthy. So <clears throat> the fact that, I mean, Atlanta's trying something just it, is good because the East needs that anyways. But Trey Young yeah. is a bona fide star, I feel yeah. like. And so yeah. getting him help is anything Atlanta can do to get him help is a big, big step in the right direction. And I don't see how these are detrimental to that at all. So I, I'm excited. I mean, I'm not like an Atlanta fan or anything, but just to see the the team trying to get better, I think is um, is fun to see. Uh, so oh, ho- yeah. hopefully, hopefully, hopefully it works <clears throat> out for them. And Trey Young should have a um, pretty stellar year, just like I think Booker is going to have. Well, he, he's never had this many weapons before, and, and let's not forget there's a young kid down there with Trey Young. Those two have been great together, John Collins. So we can't forget about Collins. Because I think Collins has the potential to be a 2010 guy. Um, right now, he's averaging about 13 and 9, but I think he can hit 2010. Um, so Atlanta's going to be a very, very nice team to watch. Um, they're local, so I'll be able to watch them. I want to stay up as late like I will with the teams on the West Coast. But I'm, I'm going to have my eyes on the Hawks, Hawks as well. And um, this is how you do it, man. You get you some defense. You get you some veteran leadership. Their coaching is still suspect right now. I know some of the fans don't like their coach, Mr. Lloyd, but it's okay. He, he'll grow into it. He'll grow into it. This is still his first, not his first year, but this is his first NBA franchise as a head coach. So he's still learning the ropes. But, no, they're, they're going to be pretty good. They're going to be pretty good this year. Here's another one. We talked about this briefly this morning. Sergi Baca to the Los Angeles Clippers for two years. What do you think about the Clips? They lost Harrell, which was a shocker. They lost Harrell to the Lakers. I was like, well, damn. So how do you feel about them picking up Ibaka? I was telling you the other day, they 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 can't finish out the free agency without doing something. They had right. to do something. Right. Either that or you're just going to, in my eyes, you're just already giving up this year. If mm-hmm. you didn't, and not even like really giving up, I mean, no team is going to do that this early on, in my opinion, that's legitimate like that. But, I mean, come on. What are you, how are you going to get better, I mean, if you didn't do something like this? Because your coach is gone. You know, if anything, in my eyes, that's a small step back because there's just disorganization at this point. Before you knew exactly what you were and how you were going to play. And so now that's in question a little bit. And on paper, you lost the guy to the team that won the championship in your division. So what are you doing if you're not really adding – your roster so they had to do this in my eyes i didn't know who or what right they were we didn't going know for yeah but i mean ibaka is a good a good addition i mean he can help anybody um big guy <laughs> blocks some shots and makes you know he's not a liability on offense he's not flashy or anything but he can knock down his open shots and he, he can get the you know the the trash buckets and putbacks and stuff like that because like having him um definitely is a is a plus you know, but how much of a plus? We'll see. Yeah, but we'll just have to, to do see. something. They did. We'll, we'll just have to see. You, you know, losing Harold was hard. Um, but there was tension between him and some of the other players 
during the bubble. So it was like, okay, they might lose him. They, they were they were feelers out there saying that he might leave. They were feelers there. I actually heard one time that the Heat was interested in him. I'm like, is he really trying to leave? But now we see he really was trying to leave. And I don't think Patrick Beverly was too happy with him leaving either. He tweeted this angry emoji when he, the news broke that Harold left. So speaking of Harold leaving, he just went across the city to go to the Los Angeles Lakers, who had a pretty good week, <laughs> to say the least. They added Harold. They added Wesley Matthews. Um, they're gonna add. They're gonna add uh, Anthony Davis. He's gonna resign there. They're still working out the numbers and stuff like that. How do you feel about the Los Angeles Lakers and also, you know, the Schroeder deal? How do you feel about the Los Angeles Lakers and what they've done this past week? I hope they don't miss some of that uh, Rondo playoff knowledge, which Schroeder is super experienced by this point. So I'm not expecting that, you know, like I, I expect him to kind of fill some of that void. So that one doesn't bother me as much, but adding Matthews and um, Harold, that's massive to me. Because yes. you're not yes. going to make leaps and bounds when you're already the champion, the defending champs. But in my eyes, they got a little bit better. So uh, Wesley Matthews, uh, I can't remember if he's like a, a defensive guy too, but I know he knocks down threes. I know he, he, he's an efficient score or shooter. So they they desperately needed some more of that because yes. at some point they were barely able to creep by with what they had. They had Pope and what uh, Cook did Cook leave or no Cook um, Cook is gone. Um, they did re-sign Pope though. Yeah. So getting Matthews, I feel like the small upgrade, and then having Harold uh, there is is also. Um, I mean, you you can't always have LeBron on you know, you're one or two scorer. So having the other guy there to relieve some of the defensive pressure on LeBron all the time, I think is nice. Um, but uh, that with Schroeder, I mean, I like what they did. Uh, you, you wish, I, I would like to see him keep Bradley, but they didn't really have to. They, they got used to winning without him, so it didn't matter. But I, I think they got better and tougher. And the rest of the league, I feel like, is – they should be on notice because there's no reason for me to think that L.A. shouldn't win again. Well, yeah, um, and that's why it was so important for them to win the championship this last season mm-hmm. to see if they could do it with a weak roster. I-, I said all year it was a weak roster. It wasn't really a shot at them. It was a fact they had a weak roster. But now year two, the roster's going to improve because you're going to have more cap flexibility. And that's what they've done. Pope actually ended up getting a three-year deal at $40 million. So that's pretty decent for him. But he earned it. He, his shooting in the NBA Finals, he earned that hands down. Um, the Lakers are really going to be a tough out now, especially with what happened in Golden State. You know, they, they've lost Klay Thompson for another season, unfortunately. So it's just like, yeah, so it's just like the Lakers are getting stronger. No one else in the Western Conference is really getting stronger. They're kind of staying even right now. So this should be another cakewalk for the Lakers in the West. The East teams are kind of bulking up a little bit. But the West looks like they're losing talent. They're they're degrading a little bit. And then you have this beast in L.A. So we'll just have to see what happens. But the Lakers have had an absolutely fantastic week. 
We have another team in the Eastern Conference that's made some moves this week in the Boston Celtics. So they've added uh, Jeff Teague and Trishan Thompson. So how do you feel about that combination going to Boston? You know, even though they lost Gordon Hayward, how do you feel about the additions that they made? Uh, the way the team played and was built, losing Hayward for them, uh, it's just a lot of cap relief, I feel like. Because um, they really weren't utilizing him, at least not with what Boston thought they were originally going to get. Um, you know, like you said, with the injuries he's had, it opened up the space for, I mean, Jalen Brown has thrived. You know, all, all these guys have really gotten a chance to prove themselves. So, um, as bad as it sounds, like, they didn't really need Hayward there. Mm-hmm. Not as currently built. And they're a pretty good team anyway. So, they brought in two guys who have been in the league a long time who can add to, I think, what the persona is in Boston. You know, they're not, you know, they're like high character guys who, who have played in the playoffs. They know what to do. They know their roles. Um, uh, Tristan adds, you know, a little bit of that size in the paint and get those offensive rebounds for the team. And Jeff Teague is just as steady as they go guard. I mean, right. there's a few of those guys. You got Augustine. You know, you got a lot of those guys who've been in the league a long time that aren't flashy, but they know how to run an offense efficiently, and they'll knock right. down open shots. Jeff T's always had an efficient um, offense, and he knows what he's doing. So those two guys are great additions, I think, to the depth of that team. There's no reason why they shouldn't, like, have another deep playoff run, in my opinion. They're, they're still pretty good pretty up there in the east in my opinion and they just got deeper i think so. well speaking of augustine you know he just signed in milwaukee for three years and i love dj have has always loved dj i i still don't think at this moment that the bucks have made enough moves to get over the hump that they're they've made moves but there's not enough just yet to get them over the hump. So I'm still waiting because these other players are getting signed up and there's a lot of trades going down and the Bucks are kind of staying flat. So you have to keep your eye on that. You just have to. Who was the other player they signed? Wasn't there another one? Not like flashy or nothing, but um, another low-key signing. Not really. No no one who's going to make a difference. Um, they, they signed a training camp deal to a kid named Jalen Adams, uh, but they haven't really signed anyone else. Um, that stood out. They're they're trying to get Holiday. That's not official yet. They're still working that trade. He he may get there, but they're still working that trade. But even with Drew Holiday, it's not enough to get you over that that hump that they got to get you over. Because look, think about it like this: they got knocked out in the second round by Miami. I still think Boston would have gave them conference. <clears throat> excuse me, Boston would have gave them issues in the conference finals. Look at what the Lakers just did in the Western Conference. Even with Drew Holiday, have the Milwaukee Bucks done anything that you think would allow them to beat the Los Angeles Lakers? Uh, no. Right. So it's like that's the question that they have to ask themselves. So making little little moves are fine. They're cute on paper. But are you really doing anything to get that team better? Because if you don't, he's gone. So it's like what are you doing right now? Try to get a Westbrook up there. Try to get someone like that up there. I, I don't know. I, they they don't have a lot of trade pieces. They don't have a lot of money. It's hard. It's really hard for them right now. But mm-hmm. they're trying. They're trying to do something. But what they're doing is not going to be enough 
they're gonna have to say a prayer for the entire season. That's just, that's just yeah. it. They got to pray to the basketball gods to convince that kid to stay because he can sign his deal now too. He hasn't done it. I don't think he will. So history has shown us he's gone. Right, and it, and it, and it sucks, but you're you're a hundred percent accurate. Nine times out of ten, they're out. So you're you're right about that. This year is so, make or break, and right now it's looking like it's already right a break. Right, so far they're off to a rough start. Um, my other cousin, Carmelo Anthony, resigned with the Portland Trailblazers. Now we know Melo had a resurgence last season with Portland. Um, I was hoping that he would make his way to L.A., but we've talked about that a couple of times. So how do you feel about Melo re-signing with Portland? Um, I mean, good for him, good for Portland. They obviously liked the fit and what he brought to the team. But Portland is maybe a – they're not far behind what Milwaukee is, but they're not as good as Milwaukee, in my right. opinion. Right. Like not not there's not a huge gap there, but they're they're not quite on the same level. Like Milwaukee having Giannis here, like you should be making it to the conference finals. You should be. Okay, but anyways, regardless, I don't know how much time Portland's got left with with Dame, and I feel like this year why I'm, I'm, I haven't seen any other major changes to that uh, to the Portland roster. What are they doing? You well, just they waste added- Dame years. They added Cantor back, which is a good get because he mm-hmm. played well there before. So they added him back. They might let Whiteside go because Whiteside is going to be a free agent. So that's probably why they brought Cantor back in as an insurance policy because they might let Hassan Whiteside go. Yeah. So between the two, I would go with Cantor all day over Whiteside at this point. So that that's one yeah. small move because you don't want to shake it up a lot. That's one small move. I told you. With the Ric Flair shoes, Dame is going to win MVP this year. He's, he's just going to do it. It's, he has nature born in his blood. So it's going to happen. And then at but, what point are they going to get ejected if they have to play the <laughs> Lakers again? Because that can look ugly if they have to play them early because that's what's going to happen. They I don't, don't think they don't have the, they don't have it, what it takes to, to win the West. I don't think they'll be the eighth seed. So I think they'll be able to avoid the Lakers. I think their max is going to be maybe the sixth seed this year because they caught fire. And, well, they had to catch fire in the bubble because they are out of the playoffs, but they were hovering around the eighth seed all season. I think they're going to put it together. I think they're going to be the sixth seed, you know, between the sixth and seventh seed so they can avoid a matchup with the Lakers. We still have to see what Houston does because if one of those guys gets traded, Houston's going to fall off a little bit which will leave an opportunity for Portland to move up and also for and also for Phoenix to move up. So we have to watch that. But I, I think Portland, they're not going to make a deep run this year. I, I just – because you still have Denver, who just re-signed Millsap. You still have Utah. Yeah, it's tough, I feel man. like their best-case scenario is, like, what happened to Houston, but – they have on paper maybe not as much talent as Houston. Best case scenario, they get they make it to the second round, I think, and get smashed by someone. <laughs> or I mean, it might be competitive, but if they play the Lakers. I feel like they play the Lakers, they get smashed. Any other team, I just don't see them making it past the second round, even if that second round is against a team that they're more competitive against, because. I just don't know if there's enough difference there. Like, I feel like Denver 
not, maybe not Utah, but I feel like especially Denver is, and maybe Phoenix, they're on this rise where they already have these proven talents and proven scores, especially Denver. I mean, uh, Dallas, especially Dallas with Luka and yeah. Porzingis. Dallas, like, Dallas going to be dangerous, too. Dallas looks like they just – and not taking anything away from Portland, the momentum and the what Dane can do, because what Dane can do is, is amazing. I just don't know if it's all enough. And the West is going to be nasty next year to watch. No matter what happens to Houston, um, it's just going to be nasty to watch as always. But I just feel like Portland is like a year behind Houston in that they're going to – like this is probably the best we're going to see Portland this year. And I just don't see them making it out of the third round. And then in that case, what else are you doing? Like clearly you can't get – any other really big name there yet? You you haven't been since Dame's been there, and like what are you doing? So uh, I I hope the best for him, but I just see like a second round knockout, and then the team looking at themselves like, well, that was the that was basically what we do. What next? Yeah. Um. So you have, and, and you mentioned the similarities between Portland and Milwaukee because you have the same situation where you have a transcendent superstar on the team, one who is vowing to stay no matter what, and then the other one who is leaving his options open. But now you're looking at the one who's vowing to stay and be like, bruh, bruh, I know you're loyal, but bruh, (laughs) at some point you got to get the fuck out of Portland, right? Yeah. So it's it's, so, man, it's, it's, it's a tough decision, and it's tough for the superstars. It's always tough for them. Because you don't want to completely turn your back on the only franchise you've known. But at the same time, it's like, what can I do here? Like, is there anything else I can do here? And we saw what happened last year. I don't look, it was on my side, it was fortunate enough to be Miami. There's no way the Milwaukee Bucks should have got put out in the second round in the fashion that they did. It went six games by the grace of God. That was a five-game series. It shouldn't have happened. So, <clears throat> for Portland in the Western Conference, which is loaded, kind of, right now, you know, we'll see what happens to Houston. Dame has a tougher path. And it's just like, I think he come, He has to come east. And there's a team out east right now with a point guard who said he wants to be traded. And that's John Wall. Pick up the phone. Get Dame to Washington, pair him up with Bradley Beal, who is a better CJ McCollum. Let's just be honest. <laughs> Washington has spent some money on some shooters right now. Make it happen. Get Dame out of Portland. Send him to Washington. We'll see what happens with the Wizards. What do you think? I definitely would be interested to see him come come east. Um, I'd hate to see him squandered on Washington, just like Wall is. So um, maybe I'd, I'll take him in Orlando, please. Uh, but um, <laughs> I would like to see him. I'd like to see him move from Portland, and I like Portland, but um, I think he needs a change of scenery, and they need to shake things up. So yeah, I'd, I'd like to see that. I just don't care about Washington, so I, I don't want him there. <laughs> Look, uh, he if he yeah, goes like to, to Washington and Wall too. Wall needs a fresh start, I believe. Right. Right. If he if he goes to Washington and paired up with Bradley Beal, that'd be a great fit. Um, dude, look, John Wall, Bradley Beal, they tried to make it look clear. They don't like each other. I'm sorry, they don't like each other. I've said it before. 
They don't like each other. They don't play well together. Let's just stop the fake shit and go ahead and split them up. So Walls finally said he wants out. Hell, he hasn't played in almost two years. Now he said he wants out. Get him the fuck out of there. I'm sorry. Like, I'm over it. I'm over it. That experiment is done. It's been done. <laughs> They've yeah. wasted so much time in Washington. They've wasted five years in Washington trying to get this thing to work. It will not work. So swap them up. Send John Wall to Portland. Get Damian Washington. Let's see what happens. Bill's going to be there. He, he He's going to be there. He's not going anywhere. He's going to be there. So give him another teammate. Let's see what happens. Do you anticipate seeing any other surprises this week? I don't think we will. Um, but do you anticipate seeing anything? Anything you want to see? Any trades you want to see happen? Uh, like I'd like to see. I just, I mean, as a Magic fan, I don't, I don't expect anything major really yet. Mm. Like, look, we'll see. Um, not really tied to anybody. So whatever they do, I'm just kind of open to seeing what happens. But I, I. You know, I'm sure, like the rest of the league, waiting to see what happens with Houston. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I those thought, two guys, just for the sake of seeing how the the landscape of the league changes, that's what I'm waiting on. The uh, the last report I saw on that was that the the Nets have kind of backed off of trying to get James Harden there now. Thank I, God. I will say this. I, I I will say this. If all this talk, we know calls were made. We know it. If all this talk happened. And Russell Westbrook and James Harden has to come back to Houston and play a season. <laughs> it will be absolutely total destruction <laughs> every night because it's they're going to implode. Something's going to happen. They're going one of those players are going to are going to just snap. It's going to be an implosion in Houston, and it's not going to be good for that franchise. You know, with Harden not wanting to be there, Westbrook's like, "Fuck it, I don't want to be here either." You can't bring them back at this point. You just can't. So Houston said they're prepared for all situations. I don't think they are. We saw how Jimmy Butler ended in Minnesota when he said he didn't want to be there and they wanted to keep him. So it's just like, (laughs) it's going to be that all over again. So with that said, that's it for this week's episode of the Hardwood Nation's Flagrant 2 podcast. We will catch you guys next week. Peace. Peace.